<laughs> bring an idiot in. And <laughs> Barry had a go at me for um, yeah, yeah. Barry had a go at me for not dressing up. I've got my best thongs on, Barry. <laughs> I normally share barefoot in the jungle. So <laughs> um, yeah, thanks everyone. And yeah, this is my first time sharing in Australia. So um, yeah, you've got to be gentle to me, okay? It's I've shared a lot in Thailand and Burma, and um, yeah, when you share there. No one understands a word you're saying anyway, so it's, it's, it's all cool. And, uh, and you can talk for yeah, five minutes and then the interpreter will say two words. And then, or you'll say, you'll talk for five minutes and the interpreter will say two words. I uh, say, so, yeah, anyway, yeah, you know what I mean. So, um, so yeah, you, you wonder what they're saying sometimes, but I can't get out of it this time. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so be kind to me, folks. Um, first up, I wanted to talk about elections, and I thought Richard's dad was going to steal all the thunder on me this morning. Uh, Sam's dad, sorry. Sam's dad, Richard. Um, yeah, elections, it's over and done with, thank God. And now we can get on with a Trumpism and make West Australia great again. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, in the last eight months, we've had the federal election on the 8th of July. Then we had the British Brexit. We had the American election. And now we've had the West Australian election. I don't know about you, but I'm fed up with it all. You know, if I see one more politician spruiking rubbish, I think I'll throw the remote at the at the TV because uh, I think we're all just over and done with it, aren't we? But, um, it's not only a political debate's increasingly hostile affairs, but they um, most of us are losing respect for the politicians that, that are out there spruiking all this stuff. And then you, on top of that, you get people putting rubbish up on Facebook and all that, and you think, oh, crikey. Yeah, so politics are very polarising. Um, we all have different views and different opinions about the role of government and the applications of laws, etc. Um, there's such a wide and impassioned um, opinions out there that, uh, and different beliefs and philosophies on, on the role of government that, uh, yeah, everyone just loves to argue it over it, basically. But now, thank God, anyway, we've got the results out of the way and we can get on to it. But uh, we all have to get in behind our leaders and that's part of what I want to talk about tonight and then follow on from there. Uh, thankfully, the Bible is not silent on, um, yeah, on politics. Um, there are four things I want to share with you today that come from the, the, the Gospels. And the first one is we need to respect those in authority. And so, um, should have the words up there in a minute. So, but I'll read that anyway. Read one bit from Romans 13, 1 to 5. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels or rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right. But for those who do wrong, do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right and you'll be commended. For the one in authority is God's servant, for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for the rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servants, agents of wrath to bring punishment to the, on the wrongdoer. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, because, but because it's a matter of conscience. So basically it's saying, you know, you do the right thing, you're going to be uh, by the authorities, you know, God will look after you do the wrong thing and you're going to cop the wrath. 
and we have to respect those people in authority. And I know, yeah, I served 42 years in the Air Force and in that time I had nine different Prime Ministers. Now, um, yeah, trust me, I didn't believe everything that those nine different Prime Ministers sprouted. Um, but I had to honour them, one, because, and respect them because the Australian people had elected them, but they were put in place by God. So I had to respect them for their position. They had the authority of God and the Australian people. Um, we're called to pray for our leaders. In uh, 1 Timothy 2, 1-4, to it says, I urge you then, first of all, that petitions, prayers and intercession and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all goodness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Saviour, who wants all people to be saved and to come to knowledge of the truth. So why don't we just take a, a quick moment now to just you know, bow our heads and pray for our government. Um, you know, the, the McGowan government's in now and we can't get rid of them, but uh, yeah, we, uh, we need to pray for them and uh, pray for the, that uh, they will do the right thing. So. Heavenly Father, grant to our new government in the great southern lands the guidance of your Holy Spirit. May our politicians never lead the state wrongly through the love of power, desire to please, or unworthy ideals, by, but laying aside all private interests and prejudices. Mr McGowan and his team must keep in mind their responsibility to speak, seek to improve the condition of all mankind. May all sides of the political debate get on with what is doing, get on with doing what is best for our country and for all who live in it. May we who are of the more prosperous homes and nations remember and be generous to those who are without, whether they are in, here in Australia or in foreign lands, especially in their hour of need. May your will be done, Lord, and your kingdom come. Amen. Yeah. But, yeah, so I've said we need to honour the authorities, etc., but we have to honour somebody else first, and that's God. Yeah, and um, there's several scriptures on that, and I'll bang them up on the screen. I won't read through them all, because I'm sure you're sick of hearing my voice already. So, yeah. But, yeah, Acts 5, 27 to, to um, 29. Acts 4, 18 to 19, and Isaiah 33 to 22 are just some of the, the scriptures. They all point out to who's the boss. And although the governments rule us and give us the laws of the land, we're commanded to seek um, God's instructions first and foremost. The other huge point is about all this is that we're called to seek justice, defend the oppressed and help the poor. And that's what I love about this church. We, we do that and I know that most of the people are in this church because that's what their values are. Our scriptures talk about a lot about asking for things in prayer and uh, you know, Mark 11, 22 to 24 says, And Jesus answered them, asked, sorry, answered them, Have faith in God, truly I say to you. Whoever says to this mountain, Be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in the heart, but believes what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. 
Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Uh, but, uh, and there's you know, heaps of scriptures on that about you know, we, we need to pray things. But uh, sometimes we need to speak out loud on, on injustice, what's going on in the world. And, uh, you know, but the problem is that a lot of us uh, have been indoctrinated in the, oh, we mustn't offend people. Um, stuff and um, philosophies and as Christians we're sometimes afraid to speak out about the injustices that are happening in this world and I think that's been part of our problem over the years we've seen a lot of criticism of the church um, and people have been afraid to speak up we need to speak up if there's any injustice we need to speak up and it's, it's dead clear in scripture that we've got to do that We've got to get up there and, and bash the drums. And uh, yeah, our, our biblical teaching never intends for the Christian to be purposely nasty or hurtful to anyone, but we've got to, to, to get onto it. The scriptures do say we have to speak up, and there are over 50 references in the Bible to injustice. And uh, let's put a couple of them up here. Uh, Isaiah 1 to 17 says, Learn to do right, seek justice, defend the oppressed take up the cause of the fatherless and plead the case of the widow. Proverbs 31.8-9 says, Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and the needy. And so, yep, we've just got to keep on banging on it. Um, and I don't know about you, but very often I find that you know, God's talking to me and saying, you should do something about that. And how many, how many times has that happened to you where God's saying do something or go and talk to somebody but we sit there and I sit there on my fat little tush and don't move. But uh, yeah, we, you need to move. And uh, yeah. um, I know that for um, Marg and I that um, yeah, God spoke to us years ago when we first went to, to Burma. We went into Burma on a, a half-day trip and that half-day has really changed our lives um, yeah we've just been on an amazing ride where uh, we uh, have just you know, doors have just opened for us and uh, we've um, done amazing things and uh, gone to amazing places you know where we built our school you know we, we built the school there and uh, we went there to open it this is in the, the Thai Burma border and uh, while we're away a uh, a man got his foot blown off and a pig got his nose blown off by landmines. Now, we'd walked all over that land, but God had protected us. And that was, yeah, just, that was one of thousands of signs that, yeah, we're, yeah God's right behind us. And, uh, yeah, we just know that we're, we're there for it. So. But, I, yeah, just talking about the injustices and things like that, I just think it's, that's probably the part that excites me the most the, about you know, speaking up for people. You know, one of the people groups that we speak up a lot about is the Rohingya people. Now, the Rohingya aren't the most loved people in the world. They're actually the most persecuted people in the world, according to the UN. But uh, they're Muslims, and um, you know, the world doesn't love the Muslim. But uh, you know, Mark and I have been there with them, and, and we've prayed with them. They've prayed to, to Allah and we've prayed to, to, to God and it's probably been the most moving of prayer that we've ever had. Um, it's just, yeah, I can't 
explain why, but um, yeah, when you speak out and speak up, you know, things happen. We all have a role to speaking out for those who are less fortunate. We all have a voice that we must use more often. Um, and that can be, you know, I'll just give you a little example. Years ago, um, Whitford Shopping Centres, they stopped playing Christmas carols at Christmas. And you know, no one noticed it except Margaret was working at Whitford Shopping Centre at the time and there's no Christmas carols playing. So we went and asked them and they said, oh, we're not playing them anymore because we think we might offend people. Well, has anyone been offended yet? Has anyone complained? Nope, nobody's complained. So, so we got a whole lot of people, a lot of people to write and complain, and now they're playing Christmas carols. So, but, uh, so you, you've just got to. Sometimes it's easy just to speak up, and yeah, um, if you th- believe in something, push it, speak up a bit about it. Yeah. Um, this with this election, you know, we all had the right to vote. Uh, and I hope you, you used your, your vote wisely um, and voted who you, you know, God had put on your heart. That's, can I just say a thing that, you know, one thing that does get me really cranky is people who say, I couldn't be bothered by voting. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, they're just, you know, I've got no time for those people. If you've got the right to vote and you decline that right, then you decline all right to comment. Now, if we had, if the, all of those people that declined to vote, I looked on the, the website um, this afternoon and I think there was, uh, there was tens of thousands of informal votes submitted. Well, if all those people with those informal votes and all those people who didn't vote had voted correctly, we'd probably have a very different result to what we have now. So you know, you've, you've got a right to vote. You need to use that right. Um, just with... Um, but it's not just about speaking about things. We've got to let the world know what we think. Uh, as I talked before, sometimes we're silent Christians and we don't say enough. But um, like with the census, they, they ask questions about our faith. And you know, the way I see it, we, we need to register our faith. You know, if we don't, governments make decisions. You know, Marg works with a council and she knows that they make decisions looking at the census and what people put in the census. So we need to, to register our thoughts and opinions in that stuff. Um, we need to, to lobby government and talk to politicians. Um, I go and talk to politicians all the time and I'm sure they're sick of talking to me but uh, I don't care. Um, those people and politicians and government are all there representing our voice. So how do they know our voice if we don't talk to them and tell them what we think? So. You know, we need to, to get stuck into them and, and let them know how we feel. Um, one of the other things I'm involved in is uh, I'm a, on the Australian Board of an International NGO, Partners Relief and Development. And um, they, um, we're regularly writing to the, the Prime Minister, the, the Foreign Minister and a lot of Australian companies that are investing in Burma about the issues that are going on there. Um, you've got to let people know that you that you object to, to some of the stuff that they're doing you know if uh, um, you don't think something's right happening with the council go and talk to them go and annoy Mark not me no <laughs> but also it comes to our church um, you know we're all part of a body of Christ here and we need to have a voice in our church so and that's why we have a board we have a pastor and um, you need to, 
to register your opinions with these guys so they know what's driving our church. So put your thoughts to them. Our church is very much out there in the community. Um, Tara is always going to um, interagency meetings with government bodies, etc. Um, she's at, this last week she's been at a conference helping pastors to understand how to, to help people who are um, seeking asylum. She, um, yeah, and the church is getting involved in the Palm Sunday walk, etc. So we yeah, need to get involved in that stuff and support our pastor That's, uh, and our church. You know, it's great to, to yahoo and clap during a service and encourage a pastor something, but there's no bigger encouragement than you standing up there beside them and, and you know, when they're in a debate and you know, getting it at their shoulder. So... And as a church, we need to get behind our pastor and our board and, and really encourage them. Um, and dare I say, yeah, we should get involved in political parties themselves. Yeah, maybe we should be looking at joining the, you know, the Australian Christian lobby and things like that. So they know that, that, that we're behind them. We're, we're part of their voice. So And give them encouragement. Uh, if we don't get behind those sort of people, then... Um, the other people are going to have a louder voice. Uh, dare I say, the, the Pauline Hansons of the world, um, they need someone to, we need somebody to counter the Pauline Hansons that spruik their hate speeches and things like that. We need people to, to encourage those who are, are fighting against them. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we completed a survey here in church. I'm not sure what happened with that survey. We, have we got any results on that yet? or No, but... Uh, that's part of, yeah, once again, as I talked before about registering our opinions and things like that. So, but most of all, um, we need to, to do something. Uh, as JC preached a couple of weeks ago, if, if you aren't going to do something, then God's not going to do anything. You know, we need to get off our tushes and, and get moving and uh, opening our, open our mouths and, and get out there. And, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, worship team, you guys want to go up there? Yep, yeah, I was meant to call that five minutes ago, so I've got to tap dance now till you go up there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, can I really encourage you guys to, to you know, God gave you a, a voice, so use that voice and um, get out there and, and share, share your opinion. You're allowed to share your opinion. It's a great country that we live in, that, that we have got free speech, so let's get out there and share our opinion. Obviously, it's got to be... Um, in line with um, with God's thoughts, etc., but we need to and scriptures, but we need to to get out there and let the world know. Yeah. Okay, great. Thanks, guys.